Pick up fourth round replay picks edition of the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It's brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer to peer social betting platform. That's US-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And we're brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. The guys just dropped their bonus behind-the-scenes episode of Sean winning 200K. Plus this week's pick and prize is a free $250 Super Bowl square. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon to join today. Welcome, everybody, to the Premier League Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford, coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne in the northeast of England. Today is ooh, Sunday, the 4th of February, and we are here to review a action packed uh, weekend of Premier League action, which finished about three hours ago. And we're going to have a sniff around the FA Cup fourth round replays. Uh, that take place on Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, I am actually. I don't know what Baz has got. Maybe into the EFL, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, lots happening this week. Uh, joining me tonight. I'm just looking out the window now. I can see someone's uh, someone's placed a ladder against the side of the house. <laughs> God, really see what's there. It's quite a tall ladder. Just having a look right high up. I can just make out the figure at the very top of the very tall ladder. Who's that? It's Mr. Barry Penaluna. What are you doing up there, Baz? Come on down and say hello to the people. Yeah, we're only just getting down from the top of that ladder now. Um, absolutely smashed <laughs> that yesterday. Um, yeah, an absolute highlight. And I know a lot of people who listened did get on. There was a lot of people messaging on TikTok, Twitter, um, YouTube, who who did get on the corner ladder in Fulham, which was where we went. Um, I love it when a plan comes together, Malcolm. I absolutely love it. Look, because... It, you know, I always say, sometimes we put out good picks, sometimes we put out bad picks, but they're always well-researched and well-thought out. Like, you know what I mean? We, we're not just throwing darts and hoping for the best. And there was, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of effort went into that one and and, and it, it looked good. And when it comes off like it did yesterday, it was just one after another. It was relentless. So we took the corner ladder, tipped it up to over 9.5 at 14 to 1. Yeah. Um, self bet 365 went up to 10.5 at 20 to 1. Uh, but I know someone else mentioned they got 33 to 1 for over 11 and a half and 50 to 1 for over no 12. And a half. Um, so they hit 13 corners for them themselves, individual t- corner team corners hit 13 in the end. The, the pick was six at six to four, was the starting point. Um, you'd cash that by half time and you were well into profit by four half time. So, yeah, lovely ladder. Um, and I followed that up. I messaged you because I'd 
absolutely nailed that one. I jumped onto the, I fancied Villa goals. I tipped Villa to score three or more. And I went three or more, four or more, five or more. And got that ladder up to five goals, 14 to one as well, Markham. Um, what a day. What a day for the ladders. Absolutely loved it. That was brilliant. It's one, it's one of those bets for me. Uh, like a luxury bet. So when you're having a good day, you said you got on the Villa ladder because the Fulham ladder came in. So yesterday I didn't have a like a day sitting betting because I had football. I had double football, kids football straight to watch Newcastle. And that's the sort of, I would put the ladder on when the early price boost comes in, then the early horse money back off our wins. And then all of a sudden you're free rolling. And then you say you hit the Fulham corner. So I missed, I missed the whole lot. My, I had stayed in front of the TV punting was today. Uh, when I can sit and watch stuff. So I didn't get on any of it, but I know you did. Uh, you had a cracking day, and I know plenty of other people did as well. So uh, brilliant news. Um, in the chat, Serial was first in. Hello, mate. How are you? Callum. Uh, Courtney, Man United won, so Courtney's arrived. Um, right, very quick pop trivia. I have just put on one very famous sports movie on the telly on Comedy Central Channel. What sports movie is it? You've got one guess. Happy fact, more. I'll leave it open to the entire chat. You can all have one guess. What sports movie am I watching now? Go on. I've gone Happy Gilmore. Oh, I tell you what, you've hit the pause there, Barry. You've hit, you're in the you're in the right sport. I'll give you a clue. Um, so Barry, it is the fourth of February. Fourth of February last year, Barry. It is one year anniversary since a large Iranian man pummeled my nutsack with his knuckles in the hospital. Um, and I spent at least four shows broadcasting with my knackers dangling off the end of a chair with an open wound dribbling into a bin. So that's commitment for you. Um, I thought, Baz, it'd be a great um, idea for a novel, like a murder novel, where there's like a, a serial killer out and about. No one can catch him, but then there's all they've got is a fingerprint, but they can't catch him. This fella's fingerprints... In a certain light, my testicles have still got a little leopard print effect because I've still got this big Iranian fella's fingerprints on me knackers. I would, we could catch the murderer by fingerprinting my testicles, and I thought that was a nice little murder mystery novel idea. Do you think that's a go? I'm sure it'll catch on, yeah. You buy that. Your, your missus would love a bit of that. You'd get to chapter seven. Oh, no, they're, uh, they're lifting prints off his testicles. Um, yeah, it was a weird old weekend, Buzz. Um, I'll tell you what... I'm, Actually, I was going to tell you that story that I wanted to tell you last weekend from when I was away, but I've just got a little story about my dad yesterday. Um, so my, my dad officially, Baz, gave up his ticket this week. Um, who's, who's taking it? Old, sorry? Who's took it? Bob. Oh, that's all right, as long as he hasn't just gave it up. I would have it Bob's that. name. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I didn't really give it too much, though, just because I'm a soulless get, like... Um, until, say, we played football in the morning, we got dropped off in town at lunchtime, and we were just walking to the ground, and Bob, and we actually saw little Alan run. Now, if you remember the ill-fated last of the summer wine trip to Wembley last year, little Alan run with the other two old blokes that I took along with my dad, my dad's mates, who he's gone with since, like, 1961 or whatever. Um, so I tapped them on the shoulder. They were both dodging up to the ground again, two 80-year-old blokes. Um, but Ron was just totally overcome with emotion by the whole thing. He said, oh, I'm so pleased I've seen you. And then obviously Bob's there as well. So it's like a whole generational. And he said, it's just the end of an era. I said, we, me and Al and your dad have gone to football every two weeks for 60 years, Barry. That's a long time. Like. And it just hadn't occurred to me at all that it was a big thing. Um, my dad had actually gone to the pub 
He'd gone to the pub because the other thing is because they don't text or ring each other or like WhatsApp each other. The, the other lads didn't know Ron and Little Al didn't know my father was giving up. So my father turns up in the pub, says, Oh, by the way, that's me done. Had a couple of pints. Then half past two, they walk to the ground. Then he gets on the bus and goes home. And that's probably it. He'll never, the next time you see them is when one of them's dead. Two of them will be at one of them's funeral. Like they just won't bother. Um, so Ron was, and it knocked me sideways just seeing Ron like to a little bit overcome because his mate of 60 years had just sort of disappeared out of his life. Um, and then my me, me dad messaged me about nine o'clock last night saying, uh, how was the match? And even that, and then that knocked us sideways again. So I had a bit of a funny day uh, yesterday. It got me right in the feelings, Buzz. Um, Picks-wise, Saturday was an absolute disaster. Like, for me, sorry, a complete nut of shambles. And what you've got to bear in mind is, we come off the midweek where I actually did okay. But at one point, I was six for seven last midweek. I then missed three in a row. So on Saturday, I missed five in a row. I, I'm totally blanked on Saturday. I went over five. So then I'm going over eight. And I just knew, Baz, when Tottenham equalised, when Everton equalised in the 95th minute, you know, you think, oh, yeah, day is just going to fall apart. Because Tottenham, I thought, was a great pick. We picked them at six to four. We did the show, they were 13 to 10. They went off at five to four. Uh, and then they were cruising, they were two and up. Everton didn't even really score any goals. It finished 2-2. Two -two. Everton, the ball went near the goal a couple of times while everyone was rolling the floor like the Royal Rumble. They didn't score any goals and they've still come away with a 2-2. Two -two. Absolute bullshit. But when that Everton goal went in, I just thought, oh, I'm going to be in trouble here for the rest of the day. And then absolutely everything completely and utterly went off the rails. Um, little fight back today. Um, uh, data analyst, Barry. I might, a little bit early, possibly. I've got on my, uh, on my data analyst tag. I Well, I won one, lost one, and pushed on one. So I'm, I'm, I'm counting that as a overall weekly push. Um, so got away with it today. Man United on the handicap. And I've got the Wolves... The Chelsea penalty to be taken in the game. Whether that's good fortune or uh, data analysis, you tell me. So I've recovered, Baz, uh, to 7.3 units from nine stake with one uh, one game left. So, yeah, not great, but got out the woods. But I just knew yesterday was going to be the shot at the minute, um, the minute Everton scored. Apart from uh, your ladder, Baz, what's the rest of your weekend look like? Yesterday, I felt I was a whisker away from, from hitting everything yesterday because I had Spurs. Unfortunately, lose that early on. I took the goals in the Brighton game. That was an easy win. The Fulham corners was a pick as well as a ladder. Um, Villa to score three or more was a great price winner. And the other one was Newcastle to win and both teams to score. Uh, and there was an opportunity there late on. Um, I mean, Newcastle go two on up. I think I'm looking good. But even at 4-4, ball comes across and there's a chance. Um, so really, not, not a million miles away from hitting everything yesterday. Uh, but some good price winners, the ones I got. Fulham was six to four. Um, the Villa to score three or more was a good plus money price as well. Um, so, yeah, good day with the ladders thrown in as well. And my Aka is still fully live, Malcolm. I have a four team, a uh, four game over two and a half goals accumulator at seven to one. We need three goals in the Man City game tomorrow. There's been nine games so far, Malcolm. Eight of them went over 2.5 goals. Yeah, six teams scored three or more goals this weekend. Four teams scored four or more goals. It's been 41 goals in nine games, over four and a half a game on average. We said last week it's an overs league, Malcolm, and it certainly turned out that way. Um, everything went over yesterday, and um, 
the only one that didn't today was the Bournemouth game. Absolutely bonkers weekend. 41 goals from those nine. And we're not finished yet. That could be another four or five tomorrow. No problem. Well, um, Patrick uh, Baggis, so obviously Courtney, her partner, is uh, his partner in the chat tonight. But Patrick asked on Twitter about why he thought it was going over. And there's just there's tons of reasons, really. I think an obvious one is that we're playing 100 minutes now, 102 minutes or whatever. Um, so you get an extra 10 minutes of football. Sounds reason you're going to get roughly an extra 10% goals, that kind of thing. Um, I think there is a lean towards... Um, the playing out from the back thing has got a, a two-pronged effect, really. One is that you get the odd boo-boo. You get more boo-boos. There's been probably loads of goals this year that have come from teams trying to play. But I think also attacking-wise, because they are playing out from the back, you get more chances as well uh, at the other end when it does work. And I also think that the currently there's less of the old-fashioned dog shit teams like Steve Bruce Newcastle. We sat there and you could put in a Sean Dyche Burnley, Crystal Palace, any variation. There was always a middle glob of teams who just were big and ugly and manky, and you don't get that anymore. The promoted teams are coming up. Um, Burnley, just a madness. Uh, you've seen the way, obviously, Brighton play, the way Bournemouth play. They're getting Bournemouth getting new manager in, and they've got no intention of trying to nick a nil-nil or a 1-1 away from home. They want to go and win 4-3 wherever they are every week. So I just think it's currently the fashion uh, in the league as well. So... So, uh, several reasons for it, but it's a, it's a trend. And we're seeing one to two shots every week now is um, in the over two and a half goals. So I definitely think over three and a half is the new over two and a half pass. Um, where I have saved my um, weekend is overseas, Barry. I can still, uh, AFCON in Asia, uh, I'm still going. So Nigeria are into the semifinals. Um, they are now the five to four favourites. Put them up at 10 to one at the start of the tournament. Um, the short price favourites to beat South Africa in the semi-final. The one I'm concerned about here, Barry, is the Ivory Coast, the host nation, because they've got absolutely no business being still in the tournament. Yeah. They qualified in third in the group. They lost 4-1 to Equatorial Guinea. They sacked their coach after the group stage and replaced him. They conceded in the fourth minute against Senegal, won on penalties. They were down to 10 men against Mali, who missed a penalty, then scored a 121st-minute winner. They're just doing absolutely everything wrong and getting away with it. We then move across to Asia and the team that I've still got in the tournament, South Korea. They've got no business to be in the tournament. So I can't complain about Ivory Coast on one hand, having all the luck, because I have absolutely rolled the luck with South Korea on the other hand. South Korea are now even money to win the tournament. Um, so my cash out, I backed them in, uh, I doubled them up at 60 to 1. Uh, my cash out is now 11 times my stake. Um, so that's going along okay. Um, in South Korea are one to two favourites to beat Jordan, my 100 to one shot, in the first semi-final. So I'm going to run a going in the final anyway, one or the other. Um, the second semi-final is Iran versus Qatar because Japan got bounced, which is what made South Korea um, favourites. So yeah, I've, I've got away with it, Baz, um, by, by picking those international things. Cape Verde, our little uh, darlings from the tournament, eventually got done on penalties. Betty, Missed his penalty, Baz. Yeah, they should let him take it from 35 yards out. He's deadly from 35 yards. Um, couldn't put it in from 12. So that's that. Uh, we're trying to find the... Uh, no one's got the name of this film. Baz was going to uh, Venmo someone $50. Um, who, what are we saying here? Waterboy, serial guest, and Courtney. Courtney's gone for Caddyshack. Not happening either. It's a golf film. Come on, people. Um, Kevin Costner, there's another clue for you. Um, 
Baz, what um, eye-catchers this weekend, um, first off in the Prem, um, who who and what caught your eye and why? Anybody? Well, I didn't watch anything yesterday, Malcolm, so I, I know you you surely bring up Luton, um, who have been catching mm-hmm. the eye for a few weeks anyway. So, yeah, le- yesterday for me was um, spent freezing my tits off in a snowdome um, down in Tamworth. Oh, um, Chloe's going skiing next week, so uh, we spent. She went last weekend. Her friends' parents took them last weekend for three hours of lessons, and this weekend was three hours of lessons. And I thought would be spectating from behind a glass partition, maybe he's in a bar or a cafe or something. But the spectator area was like a, a, a sort of balcony area at the bottom of the slope, so um, it was Baltic. It was like standing in the fridge for three hours. I had to keep going for a little walk just to get the blood flowing again, and then go. But it was good fun. Um, they've done they've done really well in the six hours of lessons they've had in the last two weeks, and off she goes to Switzerland next week. So I didn't watch any football yesterday, um, apart from the first half of the Spurs game. Um, Arsenal were very good today. I did, yeah. again today. I didn't watch any of the early games because I was out with with girls football. Um, but you know I've give Arsenal a bit of grief over recent weeks where they were struggling um, and I started a big Liverpool up a little bit the other day and we, we both took Liverpool and like, yeah, I thought Arsenal were very very efficient today, very good um, I think the big winners from that one was Man City though, wasn't it? Yeah, um, that was a weird game to watch because I just didn't want anyone to win oh, was... I was just wishing terrible things on everybody Yeah, I was. Uh, that was the thing Arsenal went, because uh, I'm sitting there thinking a draw would be all right, yeah. Then Arsenal go ahead and I think, well, this is all right, actually. And then yeah, yeah. I found myself not really caring by the end. Um, what it was with me was it was whichever manager had been on the screen most recently was the team I wanted to get correct. beat. I mean, it was yeah. the, the clock, clock come on at the end and he was sort of the sarcastic thumbs up to the ref. And I just thought... Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I was happy Arsenal had scored. It, it's but so then the show started oh, running up and down like a dickhead. <laughs> And I instantly wanted to be disallowed. I couldn't. Yeah. I was all over the place. But it, it, it's that thing with there are some managers who who just are consistent throughout. Klopp yeah. is, I mean, they're the two managers who are all smiles and, and fun in games when it's going their way. But the second it turns on them, um, God doesn't Klopp turn into an absolute bellend. But um, yeah, it was a decent game. I, I, I just, but we, I took Darwin Nunes, didn't have a goal, didn't start. That was a disaster because I started Darwin Nunes in fantasy football. Who did I drop? Richarlison. Oh, Baza. Two goals, 15 points. Um, so the worst outcome was Darwin on the bench and coming on for one minute. Uh, sorry, one point, which he lost because he got a yellow card for arguing with the referee. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed the game. Um, plenty of goals. I thought there might be goals. Um, yeah, see, so he was asking if Klopp's on the tit list yet. I don't know how he isn't. We've been very... Um, I don't know how he isn't. I would nearly fell off the chair when I flicked to the back of the page. So he, even though it's my list, in the year he's not on there. Yeah, we'll we'll leave him for now. Um, yeah, you're right. Luton Town um, made my eye-catchers list first, but it's just because I watched them. And I thought I was a little bit disparaging about them last week on the show. I thought, I said Newcastle would be, the big lads at the back for us would be able to deal with Luton. And absolutely we couldn't. Um they were excellent, and I was really surprised. They were a lot more than the sum of the parts. They've got some good players, but um, as silly as obvious as it sounds, uh, also at the back was great. Ogbeni on the right wing was absolutely outstanding. Ross Barkley, I said to Bob at the start of the game, 
Bob's a central midfielder, I've told you. Loves Angolo, Kante, busy little midfielder. Um, I said to Bob, watch Ross Barkley today. Watch and learn from Ross Barkley. And then I was talking to my mate at half time. We had his kid with him. And we said, I said to him, oh, Barkley's having a great game. He said, oh, I told my lad to watch him today. Also, the dads are telling the lads, like the old men knew, to, to watch Ross Barkley yesterday. Luton were outstanding. They're going to give themselves a proper chance of staying up, Barry, because nothing they've done. We've said it's been week after week after week. They've been either getting a result or getting close to getting a result. And on the evidence I saw yesterday, I think the nine, I, I checked the markets today, they were 9 to 10, so minus 111 to go down, which means you'll get a similar price when they stay up. Um, so it's not a working man's price particularly, but I think they've got more than a fighter's chance. Um, Sheffield United made my eye catch us this because what the fuck? I mean, there's a, in contrast to how Luton are attempting to stay up, I've no idea what Sheffield United are attempting. I don't know what they are. I mean, I don't know what you can say about that. And then Crystal Palace and the other ones, they were just in absolute turmoil. About 17 minutes ago, Barry, I told you a story about three 78 year old men um, who can't get to the football match because they're all do lally tap and physically impaired. How on earth is a 78 year old man meant to run a Premier League football team? How does he get to work every day and then go out and train them? And I thought it blows my mind, me like taking my dad home and explaining to Ron what a pizza is on one hand, and then him running a Premier League football team on the other hand. Like, um, so that was odd. And then I got, yeah, Arsenal, Liverpool, um, there's a little bit of chat in the in the YouTube comments here. I just thought Arsenal were better. And we said that Liverpool would outgun them. And Liverpool didn't. They scored a goal. They got a rubbish goal each, a stupid OG each, um, or a, a mistake each. And Liverpool never really looked like scoring. like So, um, yeah, Lloyd was in there saying they were beaten fair and square. Um, saying the ref was awful. I thought the ref at Newcastle Luton was awful. I'm not taking anything away from Luton because they earned the right to shit house yesterday. But the referee was weak as piss. Honest to God, he, they should have. We should still be there now playing the extra time. Um, that, that was added on. It was absolutely preposterous. It was terrible. But uh, Luton were very, very good value for that point. So yeah, um, that's me done. Baz, you got any, anything else to wrap up the weekend before we make some picks for this midweek? Oh, I'm ready to ready to get into the picks. Um, I have got three FA Cup picks, Malcolm, and um, a couple of AFL players. Okay, uh, you've made, I've picked all five FA Cup games, but um, here's what I've done. So, we will move on. Once I've told you first about the SGP Patreon, um, Sean and Ryan just dropped this month's bonus episode, which was behind-the-scenes breakdown of uh, Sean winning 200k in the DraftKings Millie Maker. Um, the Patreon Pick and Prize is a free $250 Super Bowl Square, uh, Super Bowl next Sunday. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, Plus, access to all the pick sheets and exclusive channels on Discord. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And Underdog Fantasy, great way to play alongside your favourite fantasy players all season long. NFL, NBA, NHL, college basketball and football. Simply pick high or lower on your favourite players' fantasy stats and cash in. You can win 100x with some spicy players. Um, watch along, make your picks. Maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. Sign up with the promo code PLGP. Don't forget, uh, we have our own promo code now, Premier League Gambling Podcast. So PLGP, Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Underdog Fantasy, promo code PLGP. Yes, but this time next week, Barry, um, we will be at your brother's house for probably my favourite night of the year, 
Uh, we talked about it a lot last year. Um, all the food you can eat, all the beer you can drink, all the beer pong tournaments you can win, um, and then everything else that goes with it. Baz, I am looking at my beer pong trophy. It's right there, Barry, on the windowsill. I've got that there. I've got the fear I message you this week because we've got three or four new people coming, I think, this year. And I think that you've enlisted some beer pong experts just to keep my name off that trophy again, Baz. <laughs> no, no, I don't need any experts. It's mine this year. Oh fuck off, Barry! You're awful. I'll be, I'll be going, I'll be going close this year. I used to be. <laughs> I've, I've been, I've, I've been underperforming in the last couple of years. Prior to that, I was a regular semi-finalist in the beer pong tournament. No one remembers that. Um, we'll price that up as for uh, Wednesday or Thursday night show. We'll uh, currently, I'd say about minus three hundred me, um, about plus twelve hundred you and. Uh, I'll price everyone else up accordingly. Um, but yeah, the firstly get the get across all of the network for your Super Bowl stuff, um, as you expect, Sean and Ryan, and a few others. I think I know Noah's going out to Las Vegas for the game, and there's going to be literally tons of content this week on the website um, and across all your podcast platforms. All the props, all the build up, um, you name it. There's loads and loads of Super Bowl content, and there's going to be loads of crossover stuff as well. I think I know the the golf boys, um, Steve and Boston Kappa, are going to do some crossover stuff. Uh, Cody from the NASCAR show, and we're going to try and um, fire up a Super Bowl show as well. And because we did all right with our um, what European uh, the NFL international series in the in the summer, me and Baz did okay with our picks. So we're going to do a little Super Bowl crossover show and try and make some Premier League Premier League and Super Bowl parlays um, as well. Right, we'll start with Tuesday night in the FA Cup. These are games are a little bit weird, Baz, because there's three games on Tuesday. They are all all championship ties. So we've got six championship teams, and all three games finished 1-1 uh, first time around. So the 1-1 of the week, uh, we should have hit three times, but I don't think we handicapped any of the games as it happens. Um, but I've got them all under control here, so... The first one is the 7.45 kickoff, and it is Coventry City against Sheffield Wednesday. Coventry City are 4 to 7, minus 175. The draw is 3 to 1. Sheffield Wednesday are 5 to 1. Um, first off, the winners here are at home to Maidstone United in the next round. Maidstone from uh, tier 6 in this country. Um, so the winners of this are going to be a 1 to 12 shot to reach the quarter final. Uh, so there is a little bit, a little bit of extra incentive. Uh, teams in this division with something to play for could rest players, uh, but I think with that little carrot dangling, I don't think they will. And there's a little bit of bad feeling here as well. Um, the the two teams have played each other twice recently. Casey Palmer was racially abused in the last game at Sheffield Wednesday, and then they played in the in the league game. And then in the FA Cup game, got booed by the Sheffield Wednesday fans, which was I thought was a bit odd. Sheffield Wednesday haven't really covered themselves in glory, particularly re uh, recently. Um, I've got no real issues with the team selection. I think I, I think both teams are going to go full strength. Looking at the teams they put out last time and looking at the carrot. So I'm happy to pick this on form uh, alone. Seventh versus 23rd in the championship. Currently, we've got no one in two, but did win five of six before that including a 2-0 win against Sheffield Wednesday, which was just the week before Christmas. The home record isn't stellar. They've won 6 of 15 at home. But they have eight draws. 
So one six drawn eight, only lost one game. But the last eight games, Baz, they're averaging two point two five goals per game. They've only failed to score twice. Um in one and eight in the league and the in the FA Cup. So uh, a team total of plus one and a half is short. Um, that's eleven to eighteen minus one sixty three. But you could use that as your racket. Um, Sheffield Wednesday won back to back games over the new year, but have been rubbish around that. Like I say, they're in twenty third. The club in a bit of a bad place. Supporters aren't happy. They've got a new manager, uh, Danny Roll, known as uh, Sausage in the dressing room. Um, they last lost their last two away games four nil. Um, so I just think there's match goals in this, Buzz. Um, it, obviously, over two and a half is short, 13 to 18, minus one third year. It's workable. So we'll go with the over three and a half goals, but uh, seven to four plus 175. I think it's a great price. Uh, goals, Coventry Sheffield Wednesday. Yes, man. I've also got Coventry Sheffield Wednesday with a completely oh, okay. different angle on it. Uh, so something that people can combine if they want to go a bet builder. I haven't oh, opposed yes. you. I've just got something completely different. It's corners, Mal. Um, both teams average six per game. That equals 12, 6 and 6, Malcolm. Um, 6 to 4 for 12 corners in this game. Good plus money price for something that is around the average. We're getting, we're getting you know, an extra half a point on it. But the two sides played, as you say, back-to-back games. We played in the league and then the following week they played in the cup. Um, 14 corners in the first game, 15 corners in the second game. So the last two times we've played, there was plenty, went well over that, that point there. So I'm going for 12 or more corners at six to four. You can start at 11 or more. You'll get about 10 to 11, minus 110 for 11 or more corners if you want to start at a little bit lower. Um, it's a decent price. And I'm going to go a little bit up the ladder. It's not a full-blown ladder, Malcolm. It's just a few rungs up. Um, it's a little a step ladder, Baz. So I'm starting with 12 or more at six to four. 13 or more is five to two. 14 or more is a bit stingy, 7-2. So it's not jumping up much for that extra corner. I mentioned the other yeah. day in the Fulham one how it went from 6-4 to four up to 11-4. to four. Um, Big step up. But um, anyway, 15 or more corners, 6-1. to one. So a little bit of a ladder. Coventry, Sheffield, uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Um, corners start at 12 or more, 13 or more, 14 or more, 15 or more. 15 corners gets us a 6-1 to one winner. My corners pick this week, my data analyst, Baz. I took the corners in there, born with Forest under 11. And I messaged you at lunchtime. I was like, it fucking got over in the first half. There was, <laughs> there was 10 first half corners. And that was the first game because I was still waiting for a Chelsea penalty. I was still waiting for stuff. And I was desperate by this point. So the game kicked off. I was like, just go steady. 90 seconds, corner. One minute, eight, corner, corner. What was your pick in that game, Morgan? Sorry? What was your pick in that game? Under 11 match corners. Uh, match corners, fine. Because it's funny, I'd forgot you'd made that pick. Um, but I put an act together on the early games today. And I struggled with that game a bit until I looked at corners. And I thought Bournemouth corners was a great bet. And as it turned out, I think Bournemouth hit about 12 or 13. Didn't it? In fact, I'm just looking now. They hit 11. But prior to that, Bournemouth's corners, 5, 12, 8, 7, 13, 6, 6, 6. So they'd hit eight games in a row, hitting five or more, and most of them going six or more. I got a decent price for them to score, get what six. Did corners. I make that pick from? So I'm sharing yeah. my notes yeah. last week. I had them like five. Corners, um, but Bournemouth corners on their own look look tidier. I like this. 
Um, but yeah, that, I totally so forgot that. Like honestly, because I think I had them like a five point eight corners per game before that. Um, yeah, I am, and, and obviously Forest. Yeah, but un- averaging under six per game. So maybe I need to re uh, rethink where I- that was probably early in the season when they were shit. It's been completely over overhauled by uh, when when they picked up a bit. So yeah, yeah I got that yeah. particularly uh, very well. Um, do you want to wear? Pick another FA Cup game, Basley, just off. Absolutely. I'll go with Villa Chelsea. Um, have you got that one? I've done them all, Baz. I've done all the FA Cup everything. Games. I will, I've only picked three. So we'll, we'll go with Villa Chelsea, then you can kick off your next one. Okay. Um, I mean, after the, after the Villa, the, the, the Chelsea result today, sorry, and Villa yesterday, my initial thought was just take Villa here. Yeah, the prices. You've got the prices. You can let us know what we've got. Well, already we've seen some line movement, Baz, just because I think of today's result. Um, Villa were 13 to 10 and now 5 to 4. Uh, the draw is at 13 to 5 plus 260. Chelsea were 19 to 10. They've drifted out to 21 to 10 plus 210. Yeah, so my initial thought was Villa, uh, but I've talked myself out of it. I just think when I, when I think of the two teams recently, I just think that there's goals in their games. Um, with the exception of the cup game where it's all out and nil-nil. But there were enough chances in that one. 23 shots on goal, nine on target, combined XG of almost two. So for a nil-nil, there was there was enough there to suggest, you know, it wasn't a drab nil-nil. There was, you know, opportunities for goals. And in league action, both of these teams have went over two and a half goals in five of their last six games. And they saw a combined 20 goals in the last two rounds of games um, between the two sides. So Villa with a 5-0, 4-2. Chelsea had the 4-2 against Liverpool, uh, where Villa had a 3-1. So the combined goals in the last two weekends has been 20 for the two sides. So um, I'm just going to take this one nice and easy. Over two and a half goals, 8-11 to 11 is the pick for me in the Villa-Chelsea game. I've just disappeared out of the shot for three seconds because I'm absolutely sweating me nudges off here, Baz. I've uh, kicked me slippers off and taken me Udi off. Uh, so I'm down to me pyjama bottoms and me Morocco football shoe. Um, well, I did um, the very first thing that you said in this game, Baz, which was just take Aston Villa. Um, I took them to beat Newcastle the other day. It was wrong. Um, they then, again, it doesn't really count. I don't think that game against Sheffield United. It just doesn't count. Sheffield United are uncompetitive. But I don't want anything to do with Chelsea. The prices are far too close together. The only reason Chelsea are this price is because it's got the name Chelsea written next to it. If it was any other team on the form line, like they're just capable. They lost 4-1 and 4-2 in the last two games. We saw them got duffed up off Middlesbrough only a couple of weeks ago. Villa are a good side. Like, um, they, that, the Newcastle win was excellent against them the other day. But, um, yeah, I just think it's a really, really fair price. Obviously, 13-10 to 10 this afternoon, uh, into 5-4. to four, So, there might be a price somewhere uh, in between those two. Um, but, yeah. Um, oh, Courtney. Courtney's the show computer's asking if they're Spider-Man pyjamas. No, you and your ilk can keep your Spider-Man pyjamas, Courtney. That's um, actually a big Man United loving on Wednesday night show. That's why that's come from. You getting Well, all, I was right, Buzz. I took them in the uh, last man standing, Barry, in the Survivor League. You messaged me yesterday, said, what's your pick? I said, Man United. You called me some names, and I just laughed, and sure enough. As it happens, they weren't very good. West Ham were very much in that game. Um, but Man United just had some better players uh, at various points. So, yeah, they got away with it. Well, that was kind of my handicap as well. That's the kind of game Man United will go and win. Like, um, 
Yeah, uh, let's move on. After I tell you about Cut, uh, peer to peer social betting platform, US based, available in 40 states. Uh, peer to peer social betting is a new and better way to bet. You can bet directly against your friends or other users on sports, politics, pop culture, all sorts of things with verifiable outcomes. Cut offers low VIG and fully customizable odds. Cut handles the payment side, so you never have to chase anyone down for your money. The social features on the and rewards. Um, Cut also allows you to list any kind of bet, which is perfect for the Super Bowl next week. You can list your own props, see if you can get some takers. Um, Cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform. US-based, available in 40 states. Head to KUTT.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 10% deposit bonus. And finally, Hall of Fame bets, who helped us all win bigger by betting smart this NFL season. Uh, Hall of Fame bets is a sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lightens. Research NFL, NBA, and soccer bets with historical stats and data. Put your parlay ideas into their parlay optimizer tool and get hit rates broken down by leg. Expected probabilities, sort of players by hit rates, all that sort of stuff. Stop betting in the dark. Join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame bets. Uh, Tuesday night then, uh, back in these all-championship ties, 7.45, 2.45 Eastern time kickoff. Plymouth Argyle taking on Leeds United. Plymouth are, bosh, 15-4, plus 3.75. Um, the draw is 16-5, plus 3.20. And Leeds are 11-17, minus 153. 1-1, one, one, first time around. I took goals that game. This is, a, obviously, these are a little bit weird because we handicapped a lot of these games two weeks ago. So, you kind of, the stats haven't changed much. So, if you fancied something then, your instinct almost tells you that you fancy it again. Now, we took the goals that and it was the right thing to do. Um, it just finished 1-1. One, one. Chance after chance when both teams went missing, particularly in the second half of this game. Um, since then, Plymouth, I mean, at home, Plymouth have just been full of goals. That's why we took it. The big card of 3-1. And then the two games before that were both 3-3 draws. They had a 3-3 with Watford and a 3-3 with Birmingham. Um, they're 15th in the division. But here's something. Uh, compare this, Baz. Uh, they're 15th in the division. They've won eight um, home games where Coventry, who we just discussed, are 7th in the division. And have only won... Uh, how many home games they won? Yeah. I had a doubt, didn't I? Five? Yeah, absolute madness, like, not even close. Um, so, yeah, it just shows you how tight this uh, this division is. Leeds are on the charge in the championship. They are hunting down Southampton for second place. Five wins in a row, four with a clean sheet. Um, but they've got bigger fish to fry here, the fact that they are hunting down Southampton. Leeds did make plenty of changes uh, last time around, and I think they made just enough yet to give Plymouth a chance. So I wouldn't rule out Plymouth on the money line at 15-4. I think they're live. Um, they're also 9-4 just to qualify from the tie, plus 225, which I think is a good option. Um, match goals I like, but Plymouth team total, um, it's 7-4, plus 175 to score over one and a half goals. So I'm going to take a Plymouth angle. But again, if you want match goals, if you're taking Kov and Chef Wed match goals, Paul them up with match goals in Plymouth and Leeds and get some sort of little uh, little double going. Yeah, so I've got to pick on this one. I don't know why I didn't take this one before I talked about Villa-Chelsea, which is on the Wednesday. So I did get us out of uh, chronological order. 
Um, but I view goals, goals, goals is where you've got to go with this one. Um, I tried that in the first leg. I went Leeds team total. Um, didn't come in, but they did. The two teams had 26 combined shots, 10 on target in that game. Again, plenty of opportunities for there to be more goals than the, the two that were delivered. And as you've mentioned, Plymouth games are full of goals. And in particular, Plymouth at home. They've gone over two and a half and both to score in all of the last six games straight. The last five home games have seen them score three goals themselves. Um, and they've not kept a clean sheet in any of them either. So over three and a half has hit every week for the last six weeks, I think now, or five yeah. weeks at least. Um, so the over three and a half, like you, I think is a is a absolutely fine play. Six to five, you would get for that. Plus one twenty. The books are onto the goals. It's, it's a one where it is one to two um, for the over two and a half goals. So a choice here for, for me was: do I go for the over three and a half, or where I've got, ended up is first half goals? So looking again at those Plymouth home games, five of the last six games at home for Plymouth saw two goals or more in the first half. Now Leeds have had been a little bit lower scoring the last couple of weeks, but. Before the weekend, Leeds had scored a first half goal in six competitive in six competitive games, and in three of those six games, there was two goals in the first half. So there's enough form across the two teams to suggest first half goals can land for us and get us a nice early cash inside 45 minutes. The pick for me, Plymouth Leeds, is over one and a half first half goals at six to five plus one twenty. Swan Bars writing that down. Okay, I'll finish off the Tuesday night championship. Uh, FA Cup Fest with Southampton against Watford. Uh, these games all kick off at the same time. Uh, Southampton nine to seventeen minus one eighty eight. The draw seventy two plus three fifty. Watford nineteen to four plus four seventy five. Um, Southampton just mentioned them um, in outstanding form, um, getting chased hard by Leeds United. They're unbeaten, Baz. Since when did Southampton last lose a game, Baz, in the league? Have a guess. November. September the 30th. Yeah. Wow. And that division as well, you know, because that's an absolute killer of a division. Like, um, Yeah, last lost the game on uh, September the 30th. 15 wins and six draws, Baz. Um, they are scoring 2.43 home goals per game, conceding 1.07. They've won 10 out of 14 at home. Watford are the most mid-table team you can think of. They're sitting in 11th. Won 10, drawn 11, lost 9. But they've only won one in the last six. Um. Their last three have all gone under two and a half, so they're flying in the face a little bit. They've had a nil-one, a nil-nil, and a one-one. So, um, the obvious thing here is to zig, but I'm going to zag, Baz. Um, both teams made substantial changes in the last in the original tie here. Uh, the two goals came in the fifth minute and the 89th minute, Baz. That's 84 minutes without a goal. That's nearly a whole game, Baz, isn't it? We've nearly got the whole game. The prices are skewed. The prices are really, really skewed here. The under two and a half goals is seven to five plus 140. I just think with tons and tons of changes fragmented. And like I say, if we see a similar game script to the last one, it did cash. But like I say, it cashed. It was probably worth more um, to the under with the way the scoring went. So under two and a half goals is seven to five plus 140, Barry. Yeah, I've got nothing on that game. So I'll let you crack on with the final game. Which is Forest v Bristol. Okay. Uh, so Wednesday, um, the Villa Chelsea game is the Wednesday night. This one is also Wednesday. Again, 7.45, 2.45 Eastern kickoff. Nottingham Forest are 9 to 17, minus 188. 
The draw is a die 100 to 30. Burlington Bertie plus 333. Bristol City are at 5 to 1. Um, Forest did all right today, didn't they? A little one all with Bournemouth, pretty standard fare. Um, Forest don't need this, particularly this replay, but they did field a full strength team in the first tie and also brought Gibbs White on at half time um, when they were pushing for the win. So, because um, he, he was coming back from injury. So I think Forrest will go for it. There's no reason to think Forrest are going to make a ton of changes. Bristol City are very much in no man's land in the championship, 14th place. They'll have a go. Um, they've got a 1-1 at West Ham and won the replay. I am out on West Ham currently, as we all know. They've got no one in six in the championship. Um, they failed to score in four of those six, Barry. Um, so they have been lively in the cup, but I don't know how sustainable it is. Um Nottingham Forest might only need two goals to cover the handicap here. Could easily score three, um, but I don't think Bristol City can keep up. I'm going to take Forest minus one and a half goals, Barry, or 11 to eight plus 138. Yeah, again, I've got nothing in this one. I'm I'm all on the AFL. So, do you want me to, is that you done with FA Cup? FA Cup has done. I will pass done. the torch to you, son. I will move swiftly on then to League One. I've got one pick for League One and one pick for League Two. League One, I've got a pick that I really, really like here. I think Leighton Orient are a great price to beat Port Vale. Um, what I should have done is put the prices up because I know you won't have them here. But if you give me one second, I will get the prices up. If you talk, Baz, I'll find them. No, I've got them. I've got them here. So we've got Port okay. Vale at 17 to 10 plus 170. Um, Leighton Orient, 6 to 4 plus 150. Uh, and 5 to 2 the draw, plus 250. Orient are the, one of the form teams in the division. If you look over the last five games, Orient have got 13 points in the last five. They're unbeaten in seven games, five wins and two draws. And then you look at Port Vale, no win in four, three defeats, one draw. They've conceded nine goals in the last four games. You're getting Leighton Orient here at six to four, I think. It's an absolutely brilliant price. So Leighton Orient at plus money is one I really like for this weekend. Um, but I also like, I say this weekend, midweek, I also like the team total here. Six to four for Orient to score two or more. So plus 150. And it's five to one for them to score three or more, which I think looks really attractive. Um, they scored three or more at the weekend against Carlisle. And just a couple of weeks ago, they put three past Portsmouth. They were one of the better sides in that division. And that was away from home, like this one is. So two of the last four games, they've scored three and you're getting five to one. And if you look at the Port Vale side of it, they conceded three in two of their last four. Um, and that was against two of the worst sides in the league. Charlton and Fleetwood, who are right at the bottom of that division, both managed to put three past Leighton Orient. So I think three or more looks good. So I'm going for a goal ladder here again. Um, another ladder, Leighton Orient. Over one and a half, I really like at six to four. Over two and a half Leighton Orient goals at five to one. Over three and a half is 16 to one. And if you want to be stupid, then over four and a half is 50 to one. Little bit ambitious, but I love the over one and a half. And I think the over two and a half's got a squeak as well. Um, so that's where I've gone there. Another ladder, another little ladder for you. Um, getting carried away now, full of bravado with all these ladders after a couple of good weeks of ladder action. Great um, content. You know, you know, some of the Americans can't get involved in the corner ladder. So um, the Orient team total is where you can go this week. And uh, moving on to League Two, I have got. Walsall versus Morgan. Walsall are five to six minus one twenty. 
Morgan was 16 to 5 plus 320, and the draw 14 to 5 plus 280. Both teams to score in this one, Mile, 4 to 5 minus 125. Also, league games have gone both teams to score in their last five in a row. Morgan, four of the last five have gone both teams to score. Two teams are closely matched in the league. Should be a competitive game, both around the middle of the table. And League Two has just been full of goals for weeks now. Funnily enough, the weekend was a bit of an exception. The last couple of weeks have been a bit trickier. Teams like Notts County, who are normally full of goals, they had a 1-1 last week. They had a 1-0 this week. Um, Crew Tranmere was one I really fancied for goals. Finished 0-0, where in previous weeks have been full of goals. But generally, this season, League Two's been good for goals. Walsall, Morecambe, both teams to score in this one will be uh, a winner at 4-5. to five. Talking to one of the football dads on Saturday lunchtime, Baz, because um, I just looked at it before, I said, oh, uh, Tottenham have scored. And he said, uh, the clues are there immediately. He said, um, what's, uh, how's Oxford getting on? And uh, what's the Newport score? <laughs> I was like, oh, here we go. I said, why? So he says, have a little double leg. And he knew nothing. We, 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 we said hello. He's a Raiders fan. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about NFL. But we don't, it's this sort of representative team that we play, uh, that the two boys play for. Um, so we're not really very familiar with each other. Um, but yeah, he seems like a sound bloke. Um, and he said, oh, I've got, he says, I'd take, uh, I've got a little a system. And it turns out he's got spreadsheets. He's, he's well into it. And he, he looks at both teams to score down the leagues. And he said, I'm working it all out. And he said, then if they've got a 60% chance of scoring, and if they've got a 60% chance of scoring, then I fire into the thing. He then says, I also do the horses where I lay favourites in seven runner handicaps. I'm like, fuck it. It was like my dream conversation. Like, like the game was going on in the background. We just ignoring the game. Like, we just like we had a proper, a proper gambling chat. Like, um, so I did say I would send him the show. Um, so what he's gonna make, I mean, this bloke clearly knows what he's talking about. So whether he's uh, brave enough to deal with us two idiots, I don't know. Um, but if uh, we might be worth getting on at some point, Baz. But uh, yeah, spreadsheets and all sorts. So uh, hello, Simon. Uh, I enjoyed that chat at the weekend, and I'm sure there's plenty more, plenty more chats where that came from. Um, yeah, well done, Baz. I like those picks. Um, full of confidence as always. Well, Anything it, else, it, Barry? Yeah, I'm gonna finish there. Have you? I think you've got no exotic stuff this week. Uh, I've got a little acker buzz, just a team total acker. Um, yep. On Coventry, Southampton, and Forest. I think there's goals, goals, goals in those. Um, I wasn't Southampton, sorry. Coventry, Forest, and Plymouth is the answer. Um, then that's round about three and a half to one. Um, so yeah, Coventry, Southampton. Stop saying Southampton. Coventry, Plymouth, Forest uh, is plus 350. Uh, to all score over one and a half goals, Baz. But that was all I had um, out yeah. of the fancy draw. No, that's fine. I mean, there wasn't a lot of games to go off this week, so I didn't go berserk on the fancy stuff. I wasn't going to pick anything in terms of underdog scorers and things like that. But then I have gone with a little exotic play that might bamboozle a few people. But anyway, we'll Ooh. go with it. So no underdogs, just wasn't enough. Nothing that really jumped out. So I've left Limit. that. Limit. Scorers I've left Limit. alone. And for an actor... Not for me, but I've got a little couple of uh, a little a little ladder combo. So if you think of like a ladder that points upwards, we've got the two sides of it. And we're going to meet at the top. Um, so we two ladders. I'm just going to combine the two ladders. So uh, Chef Wade Coventry. Uh, we'll start with eleven or more corners, and we'll double it up with Leighton Orient to score two or more goals. That's at four to one, and then we'll climb up a rung 
So we'll go Sheffield Coventry over 12, 12 or more corners and three Orient goals is 14 to 1. And then we'll finish off one more rung up the ladder each. Uh, 13 or more corners in that Sheffield Coventry game and four Leighton Orient goals. Comes in at 58 to 1. Uh, so we've got three little doubles there. Start off at the bottom rung and then and then work our way up a little bit from there. Okay, love all of that. As uh, first uh, cross game parlays, um, a bit of practice for later in the week when we throw out some cross sport stuff when we do the NFL and the Premier League um, champion bars. I think we're done. Um, nice little midweek uh, midweek show. Hopefully, get some FA Cup winners. The FA Cup was all quite kind to us last time, and I I, I need. I need to put a little streak together. Um, and also, the um, the African and the Asian stuff will be happening. So we need South Korea, um, although Jordan would be nice. But yeah, South Korea and Nigeria uh, to get over the line for me this week. Baz, anything else you want to add before we crack on? Yeah, two more things. A couple more things. Um, merch store. We have our own merch on the merch store now. Oh, yeah. Premier League Gambling Podcast. Ooh. So head over to the SGPN merch store. You will see. We've currently got T-shirts on there, but they are going to add hoodies. As well, so uh, yeah, we have got our own Premier League gambling podcast merch. Um, shout out for the first person that's daft enough to buy any merch with our Premier League gambling podcast on it. Um, Spotify reviews I make this uh, plea every week, Malcolm, to get us to 100. We're up to 99 Spotify reviews now. Oh, shit. come on, Still 4.9 stars. Um, I mean, I'm not saying the 100th will get us five stars, but. Let's get it up to 100 reviews. There must be someone who is listening to this on Spotify that still hasn't pressed a five-star review. Or someone who doesn't listen to Spotify that could just listen to one episode and get us that 100. So, yeah, get us that. Um, that's the the please for this week. Um, the only other little bit of lifestyle news I have, Malcolm, is I bought a new um, lunchbox this week. Um, I, bought a bento, I bought a bento box, Malcolm. What do you think about that? Do you know what a bento a box what, is? What box? A bento box. Hello? You don't know what it is, but I oh, want one. The, the, Japanese, the Japanese love them. It's a Japanese no. thing, um, right? It's a Japanese lunchbox with tiers and compartments and all of that sort of thing, and you get your chopsticks with it and that. And what are you? What's so exotic that you're having for your dinner? That's going in there. What you? Why does no corned beef sandwich in a uh, Tunnock's no. caramel wafer? I need to go in a bento box. No, I'm I'm being healthy at the moment, on amalgam. I've, um, oh, I've yeah. shed... how's that going? What's the, what's the numbers? One in total. Since January, thirteen pounds yeah. off. Um, nice. Since the start of December, twenty-three pounds off. So uh, yeah, well, okay. in the right direction. You'll notice, Malcolm. No glass of wine tonight. I'm on the water. Um, oh, okay. No alcohol all weekend. Save myself for next week. Um, so you have a box. box. So I, I don't know when it's coming. Um, I didn't realise it was actually being delivered from Japan until after oh, I ordered. <laughs> It's coming from Kyoto in Japan. It was a <laughs> an expensive lunchbox, um, but yeah, I've got a I've got a grown up's lunchbox coming. Um, I'll I'll show you when it eventually arrives. A couple of weeks yeah, down, yeah. down the road. And if any of the listeners are are, are keen bento box um, enthusiasts, they can share some some bento box ideas. There's there's so websites. There's, there's a specific things you meant to put in it, like rather than like I say, uh, well, just yeah, so I've, you know, the, the Japanese would have a, a portion of rice and then a protein and then a vegetable, maybe pickled vegetables or or boiled vegetables. And then omelette's a good thing. They'll make this little rolled omelette thing and then slice that up. And So uh, just, just your usual, <laughs> you know. You're going to do all this, are you? 
I'll share some pictures when uh, we go. Well, I'm meeting a lot of rice at the moment. You know, I've got me me rice cooking away now, ready for tomorrow's dinner. Um, you got a rice cooker. I've got oh, a rice Jesus. cooker. Rice cookers are brilliant. You know, Malcolm. Have you got one? Bass, no, I haven't. No. Oh, honestly, they're, they're an absolute game changer. I mean, I always thought I could boil rice pretty fine, uh, but this just stops. When it's cooked, it stops, and then it keeps it warm for ages. You can't go wrong. Rice cookers the the way forward if you eat a lot of rice. Right? Well, Bob's mate plays football with Leon, is uh, half Japanese and his mum, I've said before. When we go around there, she's just always knocking up stuff, rice-based stuff. But she's an absolute machine. Like She's a master at it. Um, there's just rice everywhere, but it's sort of like, just getting folded into things. It's getting balled up. It's good. They're absolutely brilliant. Like if the kids go wild for it. If I try to feed them stuff like that here, they just throw it back off my head. Like Go around to a Sami's gaff, and they, they can't uh, get it done quick enough like so. Um, Courtney, <laughs> a few strays there, Barry. Courtney's saying your bento box can help with portion control. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say, Courtney. Courtney, I don't believe it's casting aspersions on your uh, your silhouette, Barry. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. You, uh, you sounds like you're going to be half the man. Well, to be fair, I'm used oh, to you being not half the man. All definitely, di- all different sizes. Whenever I see you, I'm never sure what size you're going to be because sometimes you're titchy. And sometimes you towards the other end of the spectrum. So I look forward to uh, seeing what's happening next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, really looking forward to next week. Obviously, we'll blast out another couple of episodes through the week. We'll have our Premier League episode. We'll have our Super Bowl crossover episode. And then I don't know when next weekend's episode's getting done. Cause it's certainly not getting done Sunday night. No, um, hell no. You never thought, well, we'll, we'll think ahead. I don't even know what's on the following week. Uh, but yeah, really looking forward to Super Bowl party. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about that in midweek. And I've got a lot of planning to do, Malcolm, as you know. I've got to get all the food prepped, all the shopping in, all the beer in. Uh, I've got a lot of work to do this week on that. I just need to keep my beer pong arm loose. Loosey-goosey, loosey-goosey, so I can take it home for a fourth time. Um, yeah, as I said earlier on, get across all the network for tons of NFL action this week. Um, it's going to be loads and loads of fun. Um Thank you, Baz. That was a fun weekend. Thank you, everybody who's in the chat. Courtney Callum made me giggle tonight. Uh, Lloydo Serial. Um, Brian joined us briefly earlier on as well. So thanks to absolutely everyone. Uh, we do appreciate it. Bigger friend, tell a friend. Get that 100 Spotify review. We'll be back on Wednesday night uh, to talk some football. And keep your eyes peeled for the NFL crossover show, which we will do something for this week as well. Um, in the meantime, we will see you down the road. Cheers.